0: Abraham Lincoln once said a capacity and taste for reading gives access to whatever has already been discovered by others. What great words by a wise man. I will tell you today's show is going to encircle that very thing. I can say my uh, life has been affected by books. How do you feel about books, Ed?
1: Uh, Yeah, I absolutely agree. Uh, More so as I started college and started doing some other things, um, and over the last couple of years, over the last couple of years, I've really, really got into the reading thing.
0: Well, there you have it. Let's talk about a few books that we love and why.
1: Welcome to the Instinctive Influencers Podcast, a show where influence becomes one of your tools for success. Now, here are your hosts, Brian Weber and Ed
0: Haley. Hi, I'm Brian. And this is the Instinctive Influencers Podcast. Uh, today, so you heard in the intro, it's really about, you know, books, reading, uh, n- gaining knowledge. Uh, I read off that quote by Abraham Lincoln, possibly one of our greatest presidents ever. Uh, you know, right there, I, I put him right there with George Washington, obviously. But um, really, what he's talking about there is, you know, basically, he says that capacity and taste for reading gives access to whatever has already been discovered by others. The key words to me there is the capacity and taste for reading. You know, capacity meaning how much, and then taste is like what area.
1: Yeah, mm. yeah, no, uh, and it's true. And you can read like so. I say, you know, in the intro that I've over the last couple of years really got more into the reading, but it's also as I've moved up in my career that I've been more interested in reading because. Mm-hmm. It can help develop you as a leader. It can have an influence mm-hmm. on your career. Many great, great leaders have been huge readers. The current Secretary of Defense, General Math- Mathis, has a huge yeah. library that he reads. General Patton. Mm-hmm. Uh, General Hal Moore, who a lot of people will know from the movie We Were Soldiers, mm-hmm. which is actually a book. Yeah, we talked uh,
0: about that. Uh, we talked about a How Moore on Leadership book. Yep, How yep.
1: Moore on Leadership. So How Moore... Mm-hmm. Stresses uh, the importance of being a lifelong learner. Well, mm. how can you be a lifelong learner? Well, one of the ways is absolutely through reading.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and when you think about it, though, when he said he said capacity, so that's the amount. And you said something about Mathis. Mathis, uh, uh, well, he's retired General Mathis now Secretary, uh, of Defense. But he's known to having like one of the largest libraries, you know, uh, out there personal library that he you know he's read thousands of books or whatever. But that's the capacity piece, you know, but it's also the taste. So it's where you're gaining that knowledge from, you know, whether you're reading something, you know, like what I just read there from Abraham Lincoln, or you're reading something from Hitler. Oh, that's a taboo one, right? Or you're reading something from maybe, uh, oh, what was the, uh, the one we just talked about that you read? It was, uh, oh. Do you remember what I'm talking about? The, that I'm reading now? Yeah, the Asian guy. Musashi. Musashi. There we go. Yeah, yeah. and that one, we obviously, you know, a lot of guys be like, oh, man, they're always talking about this Jocko stuff. Well, it's because he's kind of an influence, and this show is about influences. It doesn't mean we have to be an influencer, but we, th- we take things from influencers. You know, and that's about the taste. To me, if you have... You know, have a niche, your niche, your, or niche, however you want to say it. You want to go into. Uh, <clears throat> obviously, you want to discover more in that. You know, um, and that's and that's really where we're going to go with this today's show. Uh, well, the key thing that we talked about to do is all right. Top three books, not even top three books, just three influ, you know influencing uh, books that have played a key role to us, and that's where we're going to go. Uh, we each have two separate books and then we have a combined book right uh, and all these books i'll make sure i add it to the show notes after we get done and you can like learn more about it yourself if you want to go purchase them but uh before we even get into the books though let's talk about one of our favorite places to go to get our books
1: um, <laughs> i'm really gonna miss this place when i when I move McKay's uh used bookstore yep. which there's more than one location we go to the one in Nashville yeah the west side um, I've also been to the one in Chattanooga I've been to two of them I think there's mm-hmm. one more location for them
0: yeah yeah it's a and you know what that's the type of place that you want to find if you're if you're looking for a good book a good read you know but you don't wanna pay though that twenty nine dollars or thirty dollars. You know, I mean because books they can be expensive, you know, no matter what. Audiobooks, no matter what it is. But McKay's is one of those places that you can find diamonds in the rough. I'm talking you find I when I found one of the books we're going to talk about today, I was ecstatic that I found it. It was literally finding that needle in the haystack. And I was like, no way. And I told my wife, I'm buying it today. That's it. You know? So if
1: it's the book that we're going to talk about together, it was uh, it became my hunt for Red October. Because I went in McKay's <laughs> and I always looked. Every and time. I cursed your name <laughs> because you got it and I couldn't find it. And then when I did Dude. find it, I had already purchased it uh, through Amazon and uh, I got it for my sister. And I said, hey, I got you this book. And she's like, <laughs> that's awesome. I'm already halfway through it. So I gave it to my daughter. And my daughter very much yeah. enjoys it. So when we're going to talk about that book. That's a very important book.
0: Yeah. And, and you know what? that What you brought up there about you know the books and and, and you're, you were going to give it to one person, but then one person had it. it. You know what? It's almost like an adventure that you're trying to find somebody that you can help influence somebody through a text that you happen to find, and we do that all the time where we work. You know, uh, we tell kids about these different books and whatnot. So, really, let's. uh Once again, let's. I'm going to announce that again. That's <coughs> McKay's Bookstore. Uh, we don't officially advertise for them or anything, Sorry. but I would definitely say that if you're in the Middle Tennessee area or East Tennessee area, I don't know where the third location. We'll have to look that up and add it to the show yeah. notes. We'll put you. I'll put in the information about you know the locations, but. If you're in one of those areas and you want to find a really cool bookstore, Google it real quick, head over there. You may want to have a few hours to waste because, wouldn't you say?
1: I definitely would. And so it's also, it gave me another benefit. Um, My wife, my wife Tammy, loves books. She does a lot of historical romance and she's read just all kinds of genres of books. And I took her there. My wife now refers to it as her Mecca. (laughs) and uh you know how much wife credit you can get for that like uh i'm good i probably could have bought a new car off of the wife credit i got there yeah well
0: and and it was kind of cool for us is we had a bunch of stuff we didn't want anymore electronics dvds we just boxed them up we took them down there and by the time we got done turning everything we did and we still have more stuff that we're going to take to get credit for but they'll do like this in-store credit or whatever and we like 300 dollars worth of in-store credit we still have money left of in-store credit yeah, and uh, who knows? Maybe we'll and, go visit it one and day. And you find soon.
1: books in there for like a nickel. You know how long it's gonna take me to get oh. uh, three hundred dollars spent when the books are. I mean, now granted, there are some that uh, more rare books. So yeah. I was studying um, what period was? That? I was studying ancient military history, and that was for your degree, right? Yeah, for my degree. Yeah. And a lot of the books in that period stuff dealing with uh, Genghis Khan and stuff, a little more rare. They were a little more expensive. You yeah. go to the World War II section, and there's probably sixty copies of the book Unbroken, which was made into a movie. Yeah. So guess what? They're two dollars. So I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, well for two dollars now. When my movers came, they probably weren't <laughs> happy because my between my wife and I, we have five or six bookshelves of books, the tall, yeah. six foot bookshelves. So the movers yeah. probably weren't very happy of us.
0: And as much as we're talking about books, you can definitely tell those of you listening uh, that, you know, books are a major influence it's a massive influence because we learned things from them i mean from the time you're a grade you know in the grade school or even say if you're younger and you had parents that read to you you know we do that with my kids they're they're 7 and right now 7 and 5 and we read to them When our ethan he's picking up he reads uh, uh diary of the wimpy kid books you know he loves them you know he, I, he if he I was sitting outside like the door huh
1: i also like diary of the wimpy kid books yeah. i read on the you know Friends, kids, because I only have adults. Yeah, but yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, but the thing is, is it's just the idea surrounding books, and that's why that's kind of like where we really want to go with this. Is it's like, listen, find a book. If you don't like it, find another book. If you don't like them, find another book. You're going to sooner or later find something that you just can't put down. And the books that we're about to talk about today, those are the books that we couldn't put down. Do um, you want to start it off?
1: Well, I got a question for you before we actually dig right in. What is the first book or book series that you remember as a kid? What was your influence that you, I got to read this book or uh, this series of books?
0: I wouldn't think it was a, well, It was a mixture there. Um, I don't remember those little monster things. Um, it was like these little monsters and they lived like daily lives. And there was like a little inchworm in it. And do you remember what I'm talking about I, at all? No. It's, it, you know, it fell along the lines of the Berenstain Bears, but they're real thin books or whatever. But, uh, those are probably, man. Now it really kills me because I I know. <laughs> I put like, you on the spot. Yeah, no, I could I could see it in my mind. I know the little character. I remember everything about because. Well, if if you really want to get back to it, um, and for, I failed the first grade. I failed the first grade because I couldn't read. Really. Yeah. 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 So it. I've, I'm harping on my kids all the time. Hey, you got to learn to read. You got to learn to read. And my wife, she she said she's like, yeah, I was I had a difficult time learning how to read. Now we both love it. You know, it's so it's really weird. But man, what was the name of that book? I can't remember.
1: What's yours? Um, so you know, back in the day when you ordered books <clears throat> and you actually had home delivery, right. I always looked forward to receiving my latest book from the Sweet Pickles series. <laughs> and it was a little yeah. series, a uh, little I don't town. It. And if you open up the back cover, it had the map of the town. And I would even go so far as take my little Hot Wheels cars. Oh, now, man. I'm, I'm a little advanced in age. And I still remember <laughs> Sweet Pickles. And my other one was Encyclopedia Brown.
0: That's another one I liked. I remember those yes. books
1: when I was a kid growing up. So, look at the influence they had on me mm-hmm. that I still remember. But they were good yeah. stories. They were good stories. And, you know, so you talk about how important it is with our kids. My son, I actually had on Hooked on Phonics, and everybody, you know, you may or may not remember the commercials, Hooked on Phonics works for me. <laughs> it hooked on Phonics works, because at three years old, my son was starting to read already, uh, Dr. Seuss.
0: <clears throat> I can tell you right now, it's an app, because we have it on one of our iPads. Well, it's an app now. <laughs> yeah, it's an app
1: now. It's on our iPads, and yeah, it still works to this day. Yeah, but, no, yeah. it was cassette tapes, and there was tons of them, and headphones, <laughs> and as soon as my mom found out she was going to be a grandmother, she bought it for my son, <laughs> And to this day, not only does my son love to read, he writes. And it all came from Hooked on Phonics. But at three years old, yeah, he would sit me down and be like, let's read.
0: So um, I'm, I'm imagining this bookshelf, right? Uh, the bottom, probably VHS tapes. The next, <laughs> the next level, some, some old books, certainly encyclopedias. And the next level, your cassette tapes. Is that what I'm – I, am I yeah, getting that's, this right?
1: that's pretty, it's pretty accurate. Maybe some vinyl. In there. <laughs> oh, vinyl. This guy. He brought out the vinyl. Yeah, and it's just funny because
0: what we're really, re- I mean, it, in, in those of you who listen, it's just a conversation about books and where you go with them. And, you know, uh, I mean, it's the small things like that, you know. The, the, you may not read a whole book. You may just like a chapter within a book. There's some out there that are like that, you know. Um, I can name one off the bat, and he does the podcast at Tools for Titans. We talked; I think we uh, mentioned Tim that. Ferris. Yeah, yeah, we talked about that yesterday, or you and I. He's I can't got another remember.
1: one about mentorship that I'm looking at getting. I haven't got it yet. I yeah. have Tools for Titans,
0: though. Yeah, but Tools for Titans, Maverick. Yeah, we did mention it because it was uh, yeah. during the uh, the 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 suicide deal because he had the small story on suicide. Um, but that one's full of small stories, so you could pick up, you could read any chapter in that whole entire book at any given time, and you'll get a little something from it. And you don't have to read any more chapters. You know, that's what I liked about it. It's well, you know, all mine. My- you know
1: what that's called, right? No, they're bathroom readers.
0: Well, that's fine with me. You're sitting
1: it? in the bathroom, and you can knock out. You know, um, so Arnold Schwarzenegger is in there. I think he's got like five or six pages. Oh, I love. And Arnold. it's all over. so the Arnold one is very good. There's yeah. one from Paul yeah. Levesque, who is actually the COO for World Wrestling Entertainment. He used to be Triple H as a wrestler. He's in there, and he talks about business and, and training. So they're little quick hit stories, three four pages. Yeah. That you can so yeah, it's absolutely a bathroom reader, man. You I, shake, I should probably you something to do. <laughs> I should probably put
0: mine in the bathroom then, because uh, like most of America, I just take my phone with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Candy Crush is everything. Yeah, uh, you know <laughs>
0: that Hill Climber too. Whatever you know. Hey. But um. But yeah, well, I mean, when you when you think about it though, uh, books are definitely a key piece to help you either become an influencer or to influence others. And if you haven't caught it this far yet, influence is code word for leadership with us. Really? I mean, cause that's what we're about. We, you know, and when we talk about books, about leadership and within books, um, are you, uh, do you have a particular book you want to talk off the of first or do you, I mean, I can start you either way, you know?
1: Well, since you mentioned leadership, let's talk about leadership. So I grew up loving the game of basketball and, uh, one of my books that I have read this book probably three, four times. And, you know, I get, I get upset when I go to McKay's because it's there. And it's like 50 cents. And I'm like, oh, people just don't know what they could get for 50 cents. So the book is called My Life. And it is by Irvin Magic Johnson with William Novak. And growing up, I was a huge Magic Johnson fan. You couldn't tell me Magic Johnson was not better than Michael Jordan. I just didn't believe Michael Jordan was the better guy. We can debate that all day. We're not going to. Are you still
0: there? Are you still in that mode?
1: Uh, yes, I absolutely am, because he influenced a whole team. All right? Yeah. So Magic Johnson plays with a team in the '80s in the Showtime era, and that team goes on to all be Hall of Famers minus AC Green. He was not, but the rest of them, yeah, Hall of Famers. Right. And in those days, Magic Johnson is the leader, mm-hmm. the floor general. So the book, My Life, when I read it, you know, this is all around the time that he comes out and he says, hey, I have, you know, I have HIV. And um, he took his his campaign and he, he left the NBA and I was heartbroken. I remember, you know how people say, you know, generation before us says, I know where I was when Kennedy was shot. Yeah. And for our generation, we say, I know where I was when 9-11 happened. Definitely. Right? I remember. I know exactly where I was when Irvin Johnson announced his retirement. And see, I,
0: that's one of the things I don't know. But then again, that was your influence too, you know, and that's, you, you had a connection with him. You, you didn't even know the guy, but you had a connection, you know?
1: And, uh, so in the book he talks about his battle with HIV. He talks about some of the things that led him to Mm -hmm. contract the disease, but he talks a lot about growing up and he talks about his dad working on cars and his dad working multiple jobs and how hard his dad worked to provide for his family. And I think, wow, Magic Johnson's dad's just like my dad. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember having those thoughts. And um, the other thing that struck me is you know, Magic Johnson, he always tries to put a positive spin on everything. Yeah, he had his games that he cost the team the game. Um, and he maybe was down for yeah. a while, but he had that charisma and that resilience that brought him back. And that's why I've always enjoyed that book. You can read that book. Mm-hmm. That book is a study and coming back.
0: Yeah, you think so? I mean, I'm gonna tell you right now. I've never read it. I don't know much about it, but I will. Now that you said it's McKay's, and it's only twenty five cents. I'm picking it up.
1: I still have my copy. I, I can't remember the exact year it was released, but I know it was released around that time. So I still have my copy that I bought uh, when it was first released in the early '90s. Same copy. Probably got a lot of like uh, what do they call it, dog ears in it, where you fold over the edge of the page to uh, keep absolutely. your place. But, yes, he talks uh, so much about his success and um, he, his business success. So, I would like to see hmm. the My Life rewritten now. To Because, I mean, Magic Johnson left the NBA. He came back, and then he left, and then he came back. But
0: He didn't really leave, though, if you think about it. I, but He's, he's running the Lakers, right?
1: Yeah, he's ownership. Uh, he's ownership Dodgers. in the Dodgers. Yep. He's ownership in Pepsi. He's got the Magic Johnson mm-hmm. movie theater thing. So he's got so many other business ventures out there that from a I'm about to retire perspective, mm-hmm. couldn't he have an influence on me again with that same book? All he's got to oh, do yeah. is add a few chapters and talk about, yeah. let's talk about after the NBA. Yeah. Let's talk about after I started putting seats in the, uh, fans in the seats. So yeah. yeah, no, My Life by Magic Johnson yeah. with William Novak, absolutely One of the earliest books I can think about influencing uh, who I wanted to be and coming back from things.
0: I like how you you kind of framed that to me because, you know, I'm one of those, I'm a metaphoric. I'm like, hey, what's the hidden meaning? Um, Where you framed that, you kind of said, you know, he went from this profession, retired from it, and then continued on. Now, let's put that in our lifestyle. Yeah. We are both on that verge of retirement. We know we're going there. We're going to be there. Will it be, hey, maybe we'll podcast more. I don't know. We don't know. We're going to be on separate sides of the globe at one point, separate sides of the country probably. Who knows wh- what's going to happen. But you, know, when I think about like retirement, that's, he shows a level of success that I would love to achieve. I would love to. Obviously, you know. I'm not, you know, Magic Johnson, or you're not Magic Johnson, but the fact that you know that you can go from one profession to another and still be successful.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean,
0: I'm not taking anything away from Magic. I just didn't follow
1: him when I was young, but and that's amazing. Did fail? So I don't know if anybody remembers the short-lived Magic Hour, his attempt at talk show. Oh,
0: I do absolute, remember
1: that. An absolute yeah. failure. Although he had the very beautiful Sheila, E, the very talented Sheila e, as his band. Yeah, but. That show to me as a fan, I loved it. Unfortunately, the ratings did not reflect, no. and the show went away. So he had his failures. It's just overcoming those failures, and he just persevered, picked himself up, dusted himself yeah. off. You know, uh, HIV changed his life, but he I kept don't know his about marriage.
0: You. I don't know many people. And- that yeah. uh, looked like him. That, that yeah, made he, he did bulk a little uh, bit. Yeah, yeah, he's wow. a big guy.
1: I'm not making. I'm not feeding the conspiracy theory, <laughs> but he is definitely the healthiest HIV patient uh, in history. 27 years after he was diagnosed. Wow. So wow. he retired September 19, 1991. He retired <laughs> from the NBA the first time because he does come back in like I believe it was 96. He came back uh, when Rodman was with the Lakers.
0: Yeah, do you remember, uh, you know, it reminds me of that video that's it been going on on Facebook. Uh, it's been going on quite a bit. It's the one it's the one where it's kind of like he passes the torch off to Michael Jordan. Do you remember that? Like, yeah. it was the practice. They said it was the best game ever or the world's greatest game. You don't know I'm So, about? you're talking
1: about the dr- 1992, dr- the real dream, dream team, team, not all yeah, these yeah. subsequent knockoff dream teams. The real dream yeah. team. Uh, They had a practice, and those two were just going after each other in the practice is the account of the story. And they felt like it was. Now, me, 1991, the Lakers meet the Bulls in the NBA Finals uh, right before Magic Johnson retires. Mm -hmm. And that's the famous Michael Jordan switching hands in midair. You know, he goes from one hand to the other and lays it up over the Lakers, and he wins the championship. To me, (sighs) this hurts. That was the passing of the torch uh, yeah. from from Magic to Michael. Then Michael was a great player, and, and yeah, yeah, And yeah. you could argue either way. Well, you can argue today's good players. You
0: because mm. people will say well, LeBron or or, or Kobe and uh, all the.
1: Uh, it's the error, man. I'm yeah, sorry, absolutely. it's the person of the error. No you one can't compare. No, so you're comparing a guy whose whole world is I'm gonna get you the mm-hmm. ball and get yeah. you involved mm-hmm. to a guy who took over games with the snap of his fingers, like Michael Jordan just said, you know what, we ain't losing this game. Give yeah. me the ball. I got a
0: hundred and something degree uh, flu. The flu yeah, game. Yeah, 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 uh, temperature, uh, so let's win it. But yep. it's funny, though, because so we just discussed, uh, you said it was my life? My life, my life. is by Magic Johnson, Irvin yeah. Magic
1: Johnson with William Novak. William Novak, okay. So
0: it was funny. We just went down a little rabbit hole of – Like, reminiscing about something, but what it all stemmed from was this one little conversation about one book that you read. I didn't, but we were both able to get... See, that's how a good conversation starts, though, right? Yeah, And we don't have enough of that in today's society. And we've talked about that before. Yes, we have. Um, So let me bring up my book. I have it sitting here with me. Are you going to an athlete also? He is an athlete. He's also a guy who went through a struggle... And then they found out about some stuff, and he went through another struggle. And but I, you know, I follow him. Um, I follow him on Strava. I, um, those of you who don't know what Strava is, uh, it's a really great app uh, that you can actually like track your distance and mileage for running, swimming, and biking. Right? Uh, so biking, that should be kind of a hint. Um, <laughs> but I follow him on there. I follow him on Twitter, and I think I follow him on Facebook too. You know, so all these different things. I like to. Um, I like to kind of see where he's at because I really felt bad about what happened because in the world of cycling, as a, as a recent show I just watched, I was just talking to, I was talking to Ed about it. Um, It's called Icarus. It's on Netflix, Uh, but it's about cycling and the cheating in cycling. So if you haven't figured out who it is, what book I'm talking about yet, it is actually Lance Armstrong's book. Uh, It's called, it's not about the bike. uh, My journey back to life. Uh, It's got it's it's um also with Sally Jenkins uh, who uh, helped out with this. There's there's multiple reasons why this book is important to me. Multiple reasons. Um first reason, this is probably the first book I actually that was an adult book and I'm using qu- air quotes <laughs> right now. <laughs> adult book because and they uh, can see the air quotes. Oh, absolutely, they can. So, right um that I actually read cover to cover? Um but the crazy thing is, is, this was actually given to me by a really good friend of mine. I saw that guy change. Like, I saw his mentality about things change. I saw his thought process about his marriage change. I saw his thought process on, uh, on how to live life change. I thought, man, that's really crazy. So, it was weird. He gave me the book, and I read the whole book. And I'm going to tell you something. The guy went through some stuff. This, to me, like... I got it. They say, oh, he, he was doping. Well, I just read a quote the other day. He was just the the, the guy he, who admitted he doped and beat the other dopers. And that's, I, I read all about it because, and then, and then if you see this Icarus thing, I don't know how much of it's true. I don't know what, the, but it's pretty crazy what's going on in the world of cycling. And what, so is and, it a
1: documentary or is it a series? Straight up documentary, just bro. Just one
0: time. This guy on it who's running it, he, um, uh, he dopes to see if he can get through and pass the test. He never got tested. You see what I'm saying? Like, gotcha. he did the amateur runs, though. So, and they test him in the amateur ones. But it was just weird. I'm But I don't want to focus on the doping part. What I want to focus on is this, you know, he went through the ca- the cancer bit, right? He was uh, big into running at first. But then later on, he got into biking. And biking just kind of took over because he was also a runner, all right? Um. But he got into the biking thing, uh, and then he started, you know, his amateur runs, and, he's, and basically he built up. And over time, um, you know, that's when he kind of got on the pro platform. But literally, not long after his pro platform, that's when the cancer came. And we're not talking like a little case of cancer. This guy had testicle cancer, he had lung cancer, and he had brain cancer all at the same time. Wow. Like they told him when they found out, you need to come in, we got to remove it now. That type of cancer, like you could die. You're at this level stage. Um, and it was funny. I saw a video just the other day about him, and it was it was just some, something small about him. And it was, uh, and you could see where his head was shaved, and he was on a bike practicing, and he had this big giant U scar. That's where they went in his brain and took the lesions out. So, but the, the book gets into that, man. It's like, it talks up, you know, just talks about how he was able to survive that. And people are like, well, yeah, it could do if I was shooting myself up with it. I'm like, whatever, man. Like some of the stuff that they, they used to do was like called blood doping. I'm sorry. I don't care what anybody says. It's your blood. So what if you trained? they took your blood out and then they put it back in to me. But that's, that's my brain. You know, yeah. that's how I think. But, uh, but then he also goes through a divorce with his wife who was there by his side. So at one point I even thought I actually got mad at Lance like reading the book. I was like I was, mad. I was like I'm like this woman this wonderful wife who you's had your children stood by your side and then you left her. He was confused. Life was confused. That's what I that's what I took from it. Now, is that what Lance would say? I don't know. I would love to interview him one day and say, "Hey, what the heck were you thinking, you know?" But it was just weird because, you know, he, he just kind of went this other direction and then, but then they had him six time and I think he won, I, now see, now I feel stupid because I, I should remember, I think he ran seven total, but it's just a really good motivational book. But what really kind of, it's kind of reinvigorated me with it and uh, uh, with cycling. Yeah. You know, I always wanted to cycle before
1: when really? I read this book, but now what do we do? Well, we we have done some riding not yeah. anymore currently cuz my stuff is in the ocean somewhere on its way to another destination. <coughs> but yeah, we <laughs> we were putting in some pretty good miles. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and it's it's just one of those things where like
0: now when I when I'm riding I think, man, you know, in my mind I'm like, man, Lance Armstrong, you know? What a what an inspiration. So it's kind of it kind of keeps me going. I always wonder what it would like to be in a race
1: and all this stuff and
0: I mean, I was going to wear my cool uh, outfit today <laughs> while we did this, but then I was like, "No, nah, cycling outfit? It may it may make you a little uncomfortable. Thank I don't know. you
1: for, for yeah. not wearing that. But this
0: book, um, I would tell you that... So I gave my original copy that I received from uh, Mike. I gave it to my brother. I never got it back. But this one is yours. Oh, really? Yes.
1: Well, that's, uh, that's interesting. Yeah. We'll get to that. Because I'm here thinking... I wish I'd have looked for that at McKay's. <laughs> no,
0: I got that one for you. Um, we got that at actually in an antique store for five bucks. Really? Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Love the book. I've uh, I've always enjoyed uh, the fact of g- the gift of books. You know what I mean? That's, uh, that's gonna yeah.
1: okay. That might come into play a little <clears throat> bit later on. It will. Yeah, probably. So, do you find it uh, interesting that we both picked athletes who suffered from some kind of severe? Uh, illness and then tried to bounce back or did yeah. bounce back. Yeah. or th- It's interesting, right? Like, we both went to athletes to start. We didn't discuss this prior, too. Yeah. And uh, I mean, cancer in three locations, HIV. I don't want any of those four things.
0: I don't want any of it at all either. But it's the idea that you know somebody could. So they're in, you know, their influence on life of just survive, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Tropic Thunder, remember? Survive! <laughs> I, Excellent I, I don't want to. I don't want to repeat <laughs> any other things off there, but I just thought that. But that's the idea, man. It's like these guys, they, they lived this life. Like, they were, they are, I mean, dude, do you think you could ever do what Magic Johnson did?
1: Well, at that point in my life, I thought I could, but <laughs> I definitely cannot. Yeah. Uh, I'm height challenged compared to him.
0: We both um, cycle. Yeah. Do you think you could ride as fast as those guys can ride?
1: No. No. Absolutely not. No,
0: I'm lucky if I can hold a 16-minute-mile pace, you yeah. know?
1: And I actually so another thing. 16-mile-an-hour pace. i Now, sorry. I'm not 100%, and if I'd known you were going to cover that book, maybe I'd have looked it up. I think those two are actually friends. I believe Magic Johnson and Lance Armstrong might be business partners or something. I could be wrong. Yeah, but I believe that they're they've been involved in some business together before.
0: You know what? That's a good assignment for our listeners. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Those of you out there, if you if you want to look it up, give us a comment back on our Facebook page. Let us know. Let's just tell us what you find and see uh, see what's going on Are out you there. You
1: saying we're gonna learn something from our uh, our listeners?
0: Uh, I will learn something from anyone as long as they want to give me the information.
1: Because lifelong learning is important. Right? Absolutely, man. I wow. would not <laughs> I would
0: never – well, no, there's been times. <laughs> there's been times where I said, you know what, yeah, please stop talking to me. <laughs>
1: well, you mentioned – so we're talking about lifelong learning. And earlier I said, you know, Colonel Hal Moore uh, famously said that uh, a leader who believes they have nothing left to learn will fail. Um, and so my next book, I went military uh, because I am a military history major – and yes. this next book led me that path. But We Were Soldiers is a very close. So I did serve in the 1st Cavalry Division very proudly. Um, Are you saying that's the book? Well, so no, We Were oh. Soldiers is based on the, on 1st Cavalry. So what I, what I did is I got to uh, Fort Campbell, Kentucky back in 2011. And I said to myself, I really want to understand the history and lineage of where I'm going to serve And at that point in my career, I was like, I should have done this when I was in the first cab and I hadn't. So I did not read We Were Soldiers when I was in the cab. I read it much later. But uh, so I started looking. Well, let me learn about the history of the 101st Airborne Division and where it led me was to uh, Band of Brothers, which is a miniseries. I had never seen a miniseries. Do you are So you're saying you read the book then? Yes. So oh, you I, haven't seen it? I, I have now. But oh, okay. at this point, so 2011, I get to the 101st. Never seen the show. I knew what it was. I hadn't watched that. Mm-hmm. I hadn't watched the Pacific. Um, basically, what Band of Brothers is, first of all, Band of Brothers is written by Stephen Ambrose, who is one yes. of my favorite authors. Does he do uh, a lot of military stuff? He does. He actually was the spearhead for the World War II History Museum in New Orleans, Louisiana.
0: Is that the one where you, when you posted that video, you're like hollering at all the uh, construction I workers? Was, uh,
1: yes, I was pretending uh, I was the shot, the uh, the foreman. Oh yes. my
0: goodness! Funniest video. I get up one morning <laughs> and I open up my Facebook, and there it is. The very first thing on my feed is Ed Haley um, <laughs> screaming at a bunch of construction workers. Who, by the way, I don't think he'd hear him. But no,
1: they couldn't it was
0: funny. He was like, "Hey, yo, where are you over there?" Hey, you, you know, just letting him have it. I
1: had some inspiration from where we work for the 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 uh, impersonation. By oh way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 D. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So he was a big reason why that museum got opened. Yeah, and it's actually like three blocks of just <laughs> World War II history. They've got an old school like soda or malt shop in there. Did like they and serve the stuff? Yes, they absolutely do not go there during the school year because that place is a zoo with children and high school kids and such. Mm-hmm. But uh, So he, he, he did open that up, and it's amazing. I definitely recommend if you're ever in New Orleans, I know mm-hmm. what New Orleans is known for, but in the daytime, after you sober up, take some time, <laughs> go to this museum, and you actually get assigned a uh, soldier. And you go to it's a mock-up of a train and you watch the soldier's story start. And as you walk through the museum, you scan your card and it tells your story for that soldier at that point. So if they were involved in a the Pacific theater and you go through that area, it'll tell you, hey, at this battle, he did this, this, this. You get some kind of a medal of honor some kind of somebody with some valor. Are there multi- how many different soldiers are there? Do you I, know? I don't know how many, but my wife and I both had, uh, I think I had a Army soldier and she had a Marine, so Marines were more in the Pacific. Yeah. Uh, very interesting. But anyway, back to my book. See how we get down the road <laughs> of nowhereness? Well, but S- it- Stephen Ambrose is just, he's written uh, probably the best D-Day book I ever read. So he he wrote Band of Brothers and uh, the name alone, first of all, uh, in the military, we are Band of Brothers. Oh, absolutely. And we have each other's back. And, and sisters. And sisters, uh, yeah. the book is about Easy Company, Five Hundred Six inf- uh, Parachute Infantry Regiment from Fort Campbell. Mm-hmm. Yep, and you really just it goes mm-hmm. through their adventure. And one of the great military leaders in my mind, uh, Major Dick Winters, is uh, you know the key figure in the whole thing. He is amazing. I have his memoir. I have read. Uh, there's other books about Dick Winters individually. Based off of this book. But what this book did for me is. I was doing an associate's degree in counterterrorism. And it was cool. I liked it. I liked reading about different terrorist organizations. Well, I started my bachelor's. And I was not enjoying uh, intelligence studies. And this book. I was in my second read of it. So to let you know. So you read it more than once. I have read it more than once. Sounds interesting. And I actually read it twice before I ever saw the show. And uh, it made me decide that, you know, I think I want to do a military history degree. And I switched, Mm -hmm. and I couldn't have been happier. But the leadership that is shown in there, the I'm going to be out here in this foxhole embracing the suck at the Battle of the Bulge Mm -hmm. and those conditions where we're overwhelmed, uh, that just speaks volumes. And then for a soldier in the 101st, what it taught me is if a soldier is going before a promotion board— where they get asked questions they're always asked about history and I used to tell my soldiers I would read the book they're not going to read the book they're a Damn. generation that wants something quicker than that yeah watch the miniseries because <laughs> we're going to talk about um, we're going to talk about when the Germans demanded that the 101st surrenders yes. and what was the response nuts nuts he's like no I'm not surrendering to you yeah. are you crazy yeah. now there's a little discrepancy cuz I'm a big Patton fan At the bulge, whether the 101st was saved by Patton and his (laughs) army, or now the 101st will tell you, I didn't see anybody need a saving. Yeah, yeah, Patton, because he is, he has a small to moderately large ego, would say, No, I saved them boys. But either way, but it's the leadership. And now, once you're done the book, then go watch the miniseries. Yeah. And that miniseries features a lot of people that you'll be like, hey, I know that guy. Oh, wait man, I know him too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excellent actors, well done. The Pacific is also a very good miniseries. I did not enjoy The Pacific as much as Band of Brothers. But the leadership, now I've I've visualized the leadership as I'm reading it. Right. And now I see it in a miniseries. And I'm going to tell you, just as far as a non-commissioned officer in the military and as far as a military history major, Mm-hmm. impactful one of the best books I've ever read yeah it's, uh,
0: you know what though I've never read the book I've I'm I am what you call a 101st baby you know like that was my first organization out of 20 years I've served 16 in the 101st you know but I'd never read the book uh, I got the Blu-ray DVD of Band of Brothers I now watch that 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 series once a year I'll watch the whole series straight through I'll binge it out once a year. I just, I don't know. I have this, like, <clears throat> another thing. So, this is a comment that if, you, if, you, if you've seen the series or you haven't seen the series, you're going to hear some of the older guys. Uh, one of the guys say, um, you know, when times get tough, I always say, well, at least I'm not in Yeah. So, in my office, you've seen it, uh, there's a picture. It's the general standing there holding the Bastone sign. And <clears throat> I tell myself secretly because uh, sometimes – uh things can get overwhelming i look at that and i think well at least i'm not in baston like those guys but i don't just like i didn't experience it but at least you know and they, they say that 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 show uh was very 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 close to what it was like for them so i'm able to go there mentally because i i can associate it with my military history or my military time overseas and then try to you know but it's not the same that's a different war. So what's you know? also
1: awesome about when you watch, actually after you've read the book and you watch the show is, one, it's done by Steven Spielberg. He did an excellent job. Yeah. They have the veterans. Yeah. So Dick Winters gets yeah. on the screen and speaks. Yeah. So now you know these veterans aren't letting you tell their story and making it sensational just to sell No. You no. know tickets or, or to get viewership. Yeah. They're going to make sure it's an honest telling mm-hmm. of their story. And I know a few years ago, actually, mm-hmm. one of them guys who's still around – jumped into normandy yes. in his 90s like, i saw
0: that I, yeah. I um that actually i think i have that saved on my ipad um a picture of him um but you know what let me let me back up so you said it's an example of good leadership but i'm pretty sure there's also some bad leadership you yes, can learn there from there
1: is very early yes uh, very early in the story when they're training up to yes. uh to get there you know let's run kurt Cur- uh, Cur- uh, Cur- uh Captain Sable, Sable, Sable. Yep. yep. Captain Sable is, is uh, challenging at best, challenging, and and he ends up not getting the glory that he wants, and you know, uh, thank goodness for Dick Winters, and thank goodness for his NCOs, his non commissioned officers, because he has some strong non coms who really did put their stripes on the table and say, "We will not go to war with Sable. We need out of here." Yeah, know? yeah, yeah.
0: This guy's going to get us killed.
1: And I've actually read the 101st Airborne Division history. Uh, I cannot remember the author's name off the top of my head. I sh- I, and my household goods, have, you know, my stuff's been shipped. But <laughs> it is a good book. It's not as detailed as Band of Brothers. But it no. does match up. So you're like, okay, well, this got to be true. It's in the history. And it's in Band of Brothers. Yeah. Stephen Ambrose did amazing job. Yeah, yeah. and
0: You know, and it makes me, I've got, I own that book. I have it now, I, and um, I gave you
1: the memoirs of Major Dick Winters. I have
0: that one also. Yeah, yep. um, so I have both of them. I just, man, I've got a stack. <laughs> I yeah. I, How about I, I, I wouldn't say I have a stack. I have many, many, many stacks. And of I am books. reading
1: uh, books for school, and then right now I am reading yeah. uh, Musashi, which is nine hundred plus pages, but it's it's got me. It's got me hooked. It's that a is, very good book. Very that's good book. Hu- I mean that,
0: but so. I know we're gonna stick with the Bennett brothers, but you mentioned the Masashi thing. You said 900 pages. Is like every page like full of writing, like a normal like novel, or is it more like just? Yes,
1: it's absolutely a huge thick novel. Normally, I have it on my. I'm reading it currently on a Kindle. Yeah. Unfortunately, I have an issue where I'll read something like that on a Kindle, and I'll be like, I have to have this book. I'm the same way. Like um, I want the hard copies. You know, I like
0: I like having this electronic thing. So I I like to put it on my iPad or even my phone. i'll have things the
1: book we're gonna talk about together i absolutely have it on my kindle yes and i have a hard copy and then i had the original before it was a bestseller copy and i kind of want the audiobook too
0: well and when we get into it we'll talk more about the audiobook piece because i do i've listened to a um a snippet of it and (laughs) interesting yeah i'll tell you that um But yeah, band of brothers, band of brothers. I mean, you think you you got Dick Winters, you got um, you had this Captain Sable. Uh, So you had two different sides. What an influence that can be. You learn from both. Because let's put it this way: was Sable a bad person, or was he a bad? He's just an awesome guy. He just had a bad influence upon those people he was trying to lead.
1: He so he was after a lot of glory, which you find in a lot of military leaders. Uh, Napoleon was really big for that. Yeah, he wanted a lot of glory. Yeah,
0: and you just told me the other day how Napoleon was like putting his name in.
1: And he he rewrote history, so he was in Africa, and you know they had just won his battle in Africa, mm-hmm. and he finds out that France is in trouble, and yep. Napoleon says, "Well, I gotta go," and he leaves a letter putting the other guy in charge so he can go back to France and he just leaves his soldiers there. Insane. So did he abandon him? Well, that's debated. Did he abandon Because the order was given for him to come back to France. However, yeah. the British blockade had stopped that order from being received. So he went back, but he never received an order to, even though one was issued. So there's, there's mm-hmm. a question. That, so that's what Sable's problem is. He wanted that glory. He yes. wanted to be the one to yeah. jump into Normandy. He yeah. wanted this. and he, Yeah he was sacrificing his men's morale and their health to Mm -hmm. try to achieve his individual glory. He was putting himself ahead of the organization.
0: (laughs) That that will lead into my next book when we start talking about it, but just remember that. Uh, but then let's look at the other side. I mentioned Dick Winters, Dick Winters, unbelievable. Like I've, uh, when I found out he had passed away, I was really sad that day that I found out he passed away, but I mean, he was getting older. So we know what happens. Yeah. Um, it just made me sad because I thought there goes so much history with that man's knowledge and understanding everything that's a, else.
1: That's a guy that just knew how to lead.
0: He did, but could we really say he was the great leader? You know, so we just said Sable wasn't a horrible leader. Can we say that he was this great leader, or do we say he was just really good at what he did and he knew what to do at the right time?
1: Well, I mean, you'd have to have a little more background, but. I- so you can look at winners and say, okay, I know we know he wasn't perfect. He made yes. these decisions that yes. maybe weren't the greatest. Maybe when him and Captain Sable had their issues, maybe he let it be known a little too much. So ah, maybe yeah. he, you know, he was putting the business out there. that mm-hmm. I'm not getting along with my boss. Yeah. So there was some things that maybe he could have done better. We're not. Yeah. I am by far at 20 years not. Yeah. A great leader. Yeah. Am you know, I, it's I, I'm decent. Yeah. I am not a great leader. Yep.
0: You know, it's funny because uh, we had a conversation because we just had dinner tonight together here at my house. And we had this conversation downstairs and we mentioned something about one person want to have this relationship with another person. Kind of like I had with our previous first sergeant, um, you know, and how we never went against each other in front of everybody. Yep. But we would if we closed the door and I would say, hey, well, I don't I really don't think it should be that way. And he'd say, no, I don't. You know, we knew to keep it secret. Now that does mean I'm better than Dick Winners, because there's no way Dick Winners to me. Well, and then isn't, look at the yeah.
1: time. So you're doing it here yeah. in a in a peacetime Garrison. Yeah, yeah, not really yeah. Peacetime, but, and he's doing it. so. Yes. My battle buddy, uh, Sergeant Louis Williams, Luis. Him and I would fight like cats and dogs behind closed doors, but never in front of the troops. Never. Yep. Even if he said something I just did not agree with, mm-hmm. I'd back him up. And then when we get to the side, I say hey, we need to figure a way around this. This is why. And then we talk about it, and we might go get some catfish here at the local place, and then we come back and we we fix yeah. things. And soldiers actually said to us one time, "Do you two ever not get along?" No. But that's but you know what though? That sets
0: a tone. You know, that's that idea of hey, um, I'm influencing my soldiers. Like they're like, wait, how, do they always agree on everything? No, we don't. We just don't show you because we're throwing a unified front, and that's a good point of a leadership. You know, you you go, not even a military. Let's just go into like a regular organization. You know, the CEO, e, uh, the the COO, the CFO, all these different CEO whatevers, right? The chief officers. Mm-hmm. If they don't show a unified front on making the organization better, not gain for themselves, but gain for the organization. The organization is also the people, because I don't care what any person says an organization is the people. It's not it's not the name of the organization. It's those people that work for it. But if they show that unified front, they create that mentality uh that we want to do better. We need to do better. You know what I mean? They the pride, the 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 um they're they're just glad for what they do, you know. Um but
1: and and that's important and and that's something Dick winners maybe he mm could have done better. Maybe he did it excellent. I was not there. I wasn't either so I don't know. But (laughs) Um, that unified front, it's always been a big thing for me. So even yeah. as a young leader, uh, we used to have to do room inspections. It's just a funny story, kind of off topic. But we used to have to do room inspections on Saturday every once in a while. We had a couple mm. of nasty soldiers. So what we would do is there was f- five of us. We would meet up and have breakfast at a place up in Fort Drum, New York area called the Golden Unicorn. The golden unicorn. We would the, N- the non-commissioned officers, the NCOs, we would eat together. And then go to the barracks. So the soldiers were actually intimidated at times because they're like, you know, we look out our window and all five of you are walking in together. Like, not what's onesies, going on? twosies, yeah. not I get there first and start going through the rooms without my partners. We walked in together. Yeah. And I, I think of like movies like Armageddon, you know, you see them marching off to save the day all together in one group. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And yeah, yeah. that's kind of what I think the soldiers saw. Like, you know, you're looking out in the snowbank mm-hmm. and here they come. Oh, no. Like, but it
0: creates that unified front. No one person is better than the other. It's about the organization. It's about the people first before self. Yeah. Self never should never come first. Yeah, absolutely. You know? It's a great book. Great, great book to bring up. I'm definitely going to have to get that one. Uh, or Actually, I do have it, I said, because um, I do. I, I just had have to find it in versions. a box.
1: My wife has bought me like three. Di- I had three different versions and was going to McKay's. And I was like, which version do I give to McKay's? And I was like. Yeah, no, I'm keeping all three. I can't goof because yeah, yeah, they're yeah. all different. They're different covers or whatever. A hard. I have a hardback. I have two different hardback covers, mm-hmm. and I have a softback. And I was like, Yeah, yeah, no, I'm keeping them all. So if yeah. you look at my library, it's like Band of Brothers, Band of Brothers, Band of Brothers, Dick Winners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Mine's. A, I think I got a softback from McCase. But um, so we talked about. Uh, we talked about uh, when we mentioned about the sable thing about me putting my men uh, for my gain. I heard that same thing said uh, by the next author that I'm going to talk about. And you already know who that is because there's only one other besides what uh, we are going to talk about together. Um, But he talked about, he's like, many places do it backwards. They put their people for their gain when it should be the other way around. It should Mm -hmm. be they put themselves for their people's gain. That is by Simon Sinek. I've mentioned Simon Sinek many times before. I've taught when I teach classes, um, I like to show some of his videos. Right? Um, he has a couple books. He's actually got one. I, I don't know when it's supposed to come out. Um, it's like the Infinite Game. It's called. Um, I have two of his books. Well, those are the only two he has. He now he has another book too, It's a child's book. It's called uh, Together Is Better. I've been wanting to get it for uh, my boy Ethan, but I don't know if that's like it. It's he can read it. But I just want to make sure he's understanding what it means before, you know I mean? uh, I'll probably get to him anyways. Well, but. I was
1: going to get my nephew the Jocko Kid's book, The Warrior uh, Kid. Oh, yeah, I yeah, I think yeah. it might be a little too intense. Uh, way I of just, the Warrior Kid, that's what the it's way called. Way of the Warrior yeah, Kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. might be a little too intense for my it's, six-year-old, five-year-old. <laughs>
0: it's, it's funny because he wrote those books to put it this way. We talked about Dyer the Wimpy Kid. He wrote those books to kinda conflict with that book that the, the he, he did the War, Way of the Warrior Kid in a conflict of way with Dire the Wimpy Kid. He's because like, if you listen to him, what he talks about, he says,
1: Yeah, all these kids books, they're all about you know, they're
0: they're wimpy oh, yeah. and all this stuff and I'm like, he's gotta be talking about He
1: does a kids podcast now too.
0: I know. I've listened to I listened to one episode but I don't think my kid's ready for that. Yeah, not quite yet. <laughs> you know, we're barely able to do ten push-ups. So, okay, so, so he, Ethan's not doing pull-ups yeah, more. Nah, he's really, not gonna yeah. put him up on nah, the pull-up bar. We try, We'll try. We'll see. Actually, I do have a pull-up bar downstairs. <laughs> um, but so Simon Cynic, he had uh, he had that. I, t- I said together is better. That's the kids' one, uh, by the way. That's a pencil sharpener. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll. we'll anyways, um, but we had that. Um, when I said pencil sharpener, he picked up my kid's pencil sharpener. It looks like a piece of cake or donut or something. I don't know what it is. So that was, but that's yeah. So yeah, that, somebody probably <laughs> thinking, why did he say it's a pencil sharpener? It may sharpener?
1: be that may be my why for my existence. <laughs> yeah.
0: So he had the why book. That was his first start with why is his first book. That's the book we're going to talk about. That's that's my book that I'm talking. About. But he also has uh, leaders eat last, uh, and then he and then he had the together is better, and then the new one is coming out It's the infinite
1: game. He has a finding your why too which is like a workbook it's
0: a workbook for to start with why because
1: yeah. I have the two why books Yeah, he, and I have leaders eat last as a matter of fact yeah, yeah, that yeah.
0: That. It, leaders eat so I quote leaders eat last a lot during classes because it talks about oxytocin, serotonin and endorphins mm-hmm. dopamine all that stuff and kids they get their minds blown sometimes when you're saying all these and really it's just like they're just different drugs your body's producing to create these emotions and then emotion relates to how you interact with people You yeah. know that but the Start With Why book, it's, there's a lot of good information. And I actually pulled something up because it, it's hard for me to remember every piece of it. Because when you start reading it, like it's about your why, or yeah, your why, your how, and your what. So you start reading all this. And it, and it talks about then your what to your who to your how. And I'm like, and sometimes I had to read a couple times over and over again. Like, okay, oh, I think I got that. Okay, I grasp it, right? But the Start With Why, it's really a, the main point is this, is there's a reason why you're doing what you do. There is a reason why you love what you do. You know, um, and then those lead into different things. Like, so your purpose. Some people say, "Well, my purpose is to make money." No, the money is the result of why you do it. All right. Yeah. So, money is just an additional piece. Um, your cause, your belief. You know, there's all these different things in there and with that starting with why, and then you know how you do it will either positively or, if, or negatively affect your why, you know, and then what is it that you have to do? You know, um, there's, so if you've never been to his website, he has a website that correlates with the book. Um, and then you brought up the workbook. The workbook is very much like the website. Um, it's just, just cheaper. It's just a cheaper version because, yeah. um, I actually, so they do this military thing on there. Um, if you sign up military wise through your military, um, uh, email, you only had to pay like 10 bucks for the membership to do your start with why versus if you're like someone regular, it's like 150 bucks. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, and when I say somewhere regular, I mean the civilian life, you thing. know where I got the book at, right? What? McKay's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I actually, I just now found mine. Um, somebody had it. I let somebody in the, uh, where we work, uh, borrow it. And, uh, I was like, man, where's my book? I know book? who she is. Yeah, yeah. She, so she finally came by the office one day. She's like, hey, uh, you want your book back? I'm like, crap. I didn't. I couldn't remember who I bought. Let borrow. That's sad because
1: so. you told me, and I remembered who had your
0: book. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was a while ago. But yeah. but start with why. It's really just finding, and that's what he means by the whole thing. It's you got to start with why you're doing it to ever be able to do what you're doing, or to find your passion in life, or just or the the one thing that. That could make you. And success isn't about the money. Once again, the success is about how well you are at doing what you do. You know, influencing people or leading people or creating a top top one hundred company or top ten company in the world. These are all those things of what. Well, why do you do that? Why do you want to do that? You know, um, where we work or you're about to not work anymore. Why do we like doing that? What we like, our idea behind it is we want to mentor, you know, and yeah, everyone's in the classroom. Everyone that works there has to be in the classroom, but does everyone teach the same? Does everyone have the same passion for it? Does everyone have uh, the same outlook on it? No, because each one of their whys is different. Some people are there because they know that it's going to help them achieve something. Other people are there because they know that they're going to make a difference in future army and that's the whole point but i love start with why i always have um i originally was introduced to it um we talked about star major brian multiple times he showed a video to me and it's uh it was uh leaders eat last video so this video was in correlation with the second book but when i saw that and then our commander at the time he had given copies of that book out to all his officers right all his key leaders and officers there was an extra one and I just happened to get it. And that was my, that's the one I have now. It's in my office at work. But start with why. If you don't know what it's about or you don't understand what I'm talking about because I can be confusing at times, check it out. Just see what it has to say. And if you don't care for it much, then at least go on to the Leaders Eat Last. That one is unbelievable.
1: So I, I've read both. Maybe not all the way through. <clears throat> but the starts with why, I had to read a couple of times to really grasp what he was trying to say. Because I was that guy that, yes. uh, I was that, well, why do you do what you do in the military? Well, I got to feed my family. Mm. Eh, it's more to it than that. That's not really yes. your why. That's a monetary thing. Mm-hmm. So what's your real why? Mm-hmm. And it took me a couple. I'm, so I you said when you grew up, you know first grade, you failed because of reading. So I have a comprehension problem. I always have. I read a lot of things twice. Now, if it's simple, some stuff, mm-hmm. like the book we're going to talk about later, I understood it first, first read. Mm-hmm. Second read, I understood it a lot more. And I, I've always been like that my whole life. That's why college is really hard sometimes. Yes. Because I read that 30 pages that the professor wants me to read, and then I got to read those 30 pages mm-hmm. again. So mm-hmm. the why, I had to read a couple of times. But the leaders eat last, I felt like it was a lot more, it was a little more clear. Because just the concept of the title so I grew up in an army where you absolutely ate last. yes. I had a platoon sergeant that was so strict on it we ate by date of rank. So if you were in a group of sergeant E5s right, right. all of us are the same rank we lined up by date of rank and the, I remember that I remember yeah. like and I don't remember your unit but I remember any unit I was in
0: same yeah. way. The MKT uh, the mobile kitchen trailer would come out and they'd have hot chow served up. The privates were in the front. The Absolutely. sergeants were in the back. I was a specialist at the time, you know, that I remember the last time I had MKT. Uh, but I was in the middle somewhere.
1: So didn't we just have a conversation yesterday? I was asking you for some mentorship because you've uh, you have been a <laughs> senior non commissioned officer longer than me. Mm. And we just had this conversation where if they say, oh, you're a senior. You get to go to the front. What if I say no? Why do I yeah. get to go to the front? And still, it, I'm not eating. I'm mm-hmm. waiting in line to seat the dentist so that they can yeah. tell me we're going to yank a tooth that really don't want to be yanked or something crazy. It, but yep. I still don't have to be first. It's I, that
0: mentality you don't want to put yourself before your soldiers. Even though... <coughs> excuse me. We don't look at it. You know, when we say put yourself before your soldiers, many of us, we see all soldiers as our soldiers. You know what I mean? They may not work directly for me, but they're in a part of a bigger thing, a bigger service. Um, but you don't want to put yourself before them. And that's one of those things that... um. I've had a really hard time with recently, just in a certain situation. I was like, yeah, I don't know, man, because I've always been told if the senior ranking guy is in the back always. And
1: if there's no, and,
0: and just hypothetically, if there's no food left over, well, maybe
1: next time you have to figure it out. Better get that yeah. meal ready to eat. Oh,
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> MREs but, never. But, I, oh, I can't say never, but I despise MREs.
1: But there's certain situations, so like. Uh, I'm sure you've been to the National Training Center in Fort Irwin, California. Nope. You have not. So, when you eat there, nope. they do run out of food. But you know what the difference is? That private E1, just fresh in the Army, makes a lot less money than me. I can go into the little shopette that they have there and buy something to eat. Yes. Because it's a little more economically sound for me than this poor kid who mm-hmm. has three children. So, I met a guy the other day. He's E4 in the Army. Four kids and a wife. So, which one of us can really afford <laughs> to eat something Definitely more you expensive? you over him. Yes. Yeah. So, and I think that's some of the concept yeah. of it. Now, do I always agree with it? I do not on Seafood Night because by the time I get to it, it's waterlogged. But, um, <laughs> uh, I, and, and I'm from Maryland, so I really am oh, critical right. of my seafood. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, so leaders yeah. eat last again. So, yeah. who introduced me to Simon, Simon Sinek? Well, I worked for this guy. And he sent out videos to all of his uh, small group leaders, his staff sergeants at the time. And I only worked for this guy for <laughs> one yeah, what a class. Th- I, re- I remember that. And he really wanted guy. some feedback on this video. And I, Luckily, I had 24-hour duty and I had plenty of time. But he wanted some feedback on it. And at first, I was like, man, I got time for this. I got the WWE to watch. WWE Network works. at work. <laughs> and, um, and I did it. I did it because I do what I'm told. That's what the Army teaches us. Yeah. And... Then the same guy talked to me about the why. Yeah. And I said, well, let me get it yeah. on Kindle. It's only a couple bucks. And then I started reading yeah. it. And then I went down to McKay's and I was looking for the unicorn book that we're going to talk about. Yes. And I saw Find Your Why. And I was like, huh. Looked at it. I said, oh, this goes together. Yeah. And because of my comprehension problems, I was like, this is going to make me understand it that much better. Yeah. So I get find your why, and actually, you owe me because you were supposed to interview me. There's an interview process to find your why, if you didn't know. Yeah, and I forgot about that. Was it. Yeah. Well, we can Skype and make it happen.
0: I well, you know what? I have I'm not even that far in my find your why book. Um, I have it somewhere because when we moved, I packed it. I don't know where I put it, but, um, it's funny. So you know, with that find your why, uh, I did a little research right up about it, but he didn't. That wasn't his idea to do. That was actually two other guys. They were like, you know what? He's like, they were like, we can make this process just a little bit more simple than the online piece. People associate well with workbooks. Mm-hmm. So these other two guys, they pitched it to Simon. Simon said, you know what? Good idea. Let's go with it. And then it came up. So it's funny. They, they were influenced by his, his writing, his, his ideas. Then they in turn influenced him to produce something that could be even more popular than just the online program they did. That's way yeah. more expensive. So you can pay that $150 I talked about earlier, or I think what the book was like 15 bucks or 20 bucks? No. Well, unless you go to McKay's. Not at McKay's. <laughs> yeah.
1: But, but, but so yeah, the, I think it's like uh, 14, 15 bucks yeah. on Amazon.
0: So you can pay the 150 or you can pay the $15. Um, i am going to go with the 15 you know. But that's what they did. They made it easy and efficient for others so everyone can afford it, you know. And that's what I loved about it, the fact that you can take something and you can make it affordable for everyone to be able mm-hmm. to experience that because everyone should have that chance. And, well, to me, that's just the American way, you know. That's how it should be. Yeah, you want to make some money off somebody. Yeah, you want to teach them. something. Fine, but don't do it to where only certain people can achieve that, you know. Everyone should. Yeah, don't
1: make it so expensive that the people that can afford it are already successful. You're exactly. trying to help someone else yeah. get there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know, you're just you're just bolstering them up a little yeah. bit more. And I, so that's another one of those books that I've passed on to uh, both of my kids. I believe. Yeah. Uh, is the why now another one that we're yeah. not going to talk about too in detail, but. Who Moved My Cheese.
0: Oh, so you're doing a, you're doing like didn't make the list of three. Didn't make the
1: list, but I'm going to tell yeah, you what. So I have. Good book. There's two books that I keep as a non-commissioned officer. I have five copies of both books. So that's Who one. Who Moved My Cheese. Okay. And The Three Meter Zone.
0: That's another, another one you group. actually told me about and I bought and I have it. Yeah. So
1: what I do yeah. is when my soldiers get promoted and become non-commissioned officers, sergeants, guess what they get? Those two books.
0: Oh, so you give them both books. Yep,
1: I give them both books because I think it helps you in your leadership and your development. Now, my Mm -hmm. child, my daughter, has Who Moved My Cheese, and so does my son, as a matter of fact, because both of them are in that age where they're trying to find their why and where they're Mm -hmm. going and their direction, purpose, and their motivation to get there. And I think the Who Moved My Cheese, and I ask my daughter and my son, which mouse are you? So if you haven't read Uh it, you have to read it to get that. But when you're reading it, really think about which mouse am I? Yeah, but a good book and uh, somebody at work taught me about that book or uh, informed me about that book. I don't know if it was you. I don't think it was. I think it was somebody else brought it up in a leadership mm-hmm. class. I was evaluating them, and they yeah. brought that book up, and I was like, yeah. oh. "We've talked about it." But two dollars at McKay's for Humo Machi. Cheese, yeah. by yeah. the way, <laughs>
0: a good story about that
1: My Machi because I like that. It's, I
0: mean, and it's those, a quick read. Yeah, yeah, and it's really it's all it's a story made up to get you to understand. Hey, listen. You're, the easy button is not always in the same spot as you thought it would mm-hmm. be. Sometimes you have to search for it. But a crazy uh, association to that. Uh, I, I'm a fan of Dave Ramsey. Love what he does, love his ideas. Um, you know, he's, he's very vocal and he says what's on his mind. Um, but. He's he said it was in the I think it's was 2008 was, you know, the big downturn. Uh, the stock market kind of dropped. A lot of things dropped in his business. You know, he ran these solutions now, but he was the financial peace guy and all that. So he had these sales guys <clears throat> and this so the and this is all Dave Ramsey's story. I'm just I'm just repeating what I heard. But so he had his sales guys, they were kind of like, "Oh, we don't have anybody buying or, or our sales are getting low." And he literally like, either he held up the book or he put the book down or there's something about the book, you know, So He said, he said, guys, somebody move your cheese. Go find it. And and when I heard that, I was like, man, that makes so much sense, you know, when you say it that way. But the idea behind that, I mean, and we might as well talk about the who who my cheese is <laughs> – they have a pile of cheese, they find it, and then it disappears because they've eaten it all. And now, uh-oh, they keep going back to the same spot thinking the cheese is just going to arrive, and it never does. And so now they have to go find more. But Or do they just sit there and wait
1: on it? So that's the problem, right? Yeah. It, do I, mean, I just sit here? The cheese will magically come back. Yeah, and they're starting to starve up, to death. And in the words yeah. of the great Jocko, do I get after it? Get after it. Get, get it. after it. <laughs> yeah. Good. So I know a guy. Yeah. And uh, he, his cheese was he got this job that he really wanted, and some things happened, and he ended up not getting that job through no fault of his own. Oh, Somebody don't. else stepped in. Yeah. And now he has to go to Korea. Oh. Right? Yeah. You, and you, you so know that guy really well? I know him pretty well. <laughs> so his cheese was moved, but you know what? He knows he's going to go to Korea, and he's just going to go back to doing what he does, and he's going to do great things there to uh to secede because his cheese moved but it doesn't change the leader he is no. and he knows it so no, no. every once in a while I have to smack this guy around yeah, and
0: demonstrate but yeah the funny thing is about things like that though you know it's it's really it's in our line of work it's
1: not about where you're doing it it's just the fact that you're doing it. You know yeah, what I mean? I agree. Yeah. I mean the job would have been great but yeah instead of saying oh my cheese has moved and now I'm going to sit yeah. here and just be angry about it and yeah. look where the cheese was. Yeah. I, I get don't, up and I don't get after it. I don't think that would be the right idea for that person. Yeah. Yeah. So I uh, had to bring that. You know, I had to bring it up. <laughs> had to hit a sore <laughs> point, didn't you, buddy? <laughs>
0: no. Um, so let's get into the last book. We're about an hour yeah. into this, you know? Um, yeah. But the last book, you want to announce what it is? Well, people are going to know what it is because we've talked about it times. We have talked times.
1: about it, and in anticipation of the follow on book, I have in my hand the New York Times bestseller, Extreme Ownership How U.S. Navy SEALs Lead and Win by Jocko Willink and Leif Babin. Yes. This is one of those books. This is the Golden Unicorn. <coughs> this is the book that, <coughs> excuse me, Brian found at the famous McKays. Yeah. And. I was pretty jelly of it. I, I really wanted this book after he Didn't talked to me about it. Did you just say jelly? Yeah. Are I'm you like short
0: and jealous? Yes, that's,
1: that's pretty, pretty. You know, pretty that, jelly. That is pretty. I'm, I have a. I have a daughter now
0: I'm, I'm jelly that you come up with jelly. Cause, no, I
1: have a daughter in college. It's uh, oh, it's cool kid talk. Okay, <laughs> I knew there was
0: some background there because I'm like, there's no
1: way like this dude's yeah. like 50 <laughs> years old and he says it. But uh, so Brian, Brian. Introduced me to Jocko Welling when this book came out, and then that turned into uh, introducing me to the podcast. And um, do, you, do you want? Do you think maybe people
0: think we have like this man crush on him or something? I don't
1: know. I wish he was sponsoring us, but he does not sponsor nah, us. There's it, no endorsement, yeah. no nothing. Yeah. It's just so he talks. He does a lot of reading of books, and me being a military history major, a lot of them are those type of books. Well,
0: the book you brought up earlier
1: we were soldiers no not that well that
0: one he's done that one he did how on leadership on his podcast episode
1: 100 he did uh
0: musashi musashi he's done um he did about face uh oh. by um by uh what's his name uh, oh, colonel goodness. david hackworth hackworth there uh, we go
1: a legend of the vietnam yeah. war he yeah. did he did the chesty Chesty Poehler and his son and yeah, Louis so, Polar Junior. Son, yep. so he's done a lot of these type of books, and that's what really appealed to me because you listen to him and the best episodes, if if, if you are going to listen to him, is he does uh, he does veterans and he's done some guys that spent some time at the yes. Hanoi Hotel. Oh, and, man, those things will powerful. tug your heartstrings. Yeah, yeah, powerful. So yeah, his book Extreme Ownership, I've read it <coughs> twice. Um, my sister is reading it. Currently I've marked it up. Uh, you know, I've highlighted it, wrote notes to myself, looked at stuff and said, Oh, this is you. Mm-hmm. And then I think about how I can change. So what yeah. it really is to me, this could almost be a military doctrine on leadership. There's parts in here that could absolutely be oh, easily. some doctrine. And what mm-hmm. I like about it, so he he'll talk about a principle and then he'll tell you well, he'll tell you a story. About uh, him in the Battle of Ramadi, because he was the commanding yeah. officer for That's what most Task of his stories Bruiser. are. Yeah. Yep. Task yeah. Unit Bruiser, which also... Task Unit Bruiser also had uh, the American Sniper Chris Kyle was part of uh, that. He was in Charlie, I believe. So, he, he'll tell you something about Ramadi, and he'll take that story, and he'll show you how it's a principle. Yeah, And then... He'll flip it on you and say, and this is how it applies to business. He does a lot of consulting with businesses, Mm -hmm. and he'll tell you, so I was working with this one company, and boom, 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 and that's absolutely cover and conceal. And as a military mind, I'm thinking cover and conceal is a a movement technique Mm -hmm. for a firefight, and he's showing you how cover and conceal works in business. So he captures everything. He captures me as a soldier, and he captures my sister as a civilian. And he's showing you how his principles can be applied. He has a book coming out next week called "The Dichotomy of Leadership." Yes, he does like to use that word. Now we will tell yeah, you the podcast. Yeah, yeah. He likes to use that word. I, a lot. I noticed that too. Like
0: I think I can't remember how many podcasts ago I listened to him talk about it, but I kind of was like, "Man, he said dichotomy a lot."
1: Even my wife says he says he says that, yeah. and then he'll read and he'll talk about what he read, and then he'll say, "And now back to the book." <laughs> yeah. Uh, but- <laughs> or it was funny. Um, so off topic. Uh, Ed and I were
0: out riding bikes one day, and I was telling him about it, and he just started listening to the podcast. And he's like, yeah, but he's always breathing in a microphone. You can oh, go, yes. <sighs> <sighs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he'll read his excerpt, you yeah. know, yeah. and he'll say, oh, ego clouds and disrupts everything. <sighs> and now back to the book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he's yeah. very good at what he does, man. Yeah. I'm telling you, I, I enjoy it. And uh, ego, by the way, that was part of it. He does yeah. talk a lot about ego. And I actually used... What he talks about, about ego, in a paper, it's talking about Napoleon leaving his troops in Africa. And I yes. have to say th- if I felt like he abandoned him or not. And I talk about ego and what role ego played in Napoleon. And then here it is. Bam. Right here yeah. in the book. like, um, And like I said, so he'll tell you the story. Tell you what the principle is. Explain the principle. And then application of business. And then he'll move into something else. And um, it's divided up into several pieces. Yeah. Excellent book.
0: The overarching part of it, though, is really it's it's called extreme ownership for a reason. It's going to that point beyond ownership of something. Because um, I've also read the book, uh, and I once you know, I, oh, I'm not gonna lie, I didn't finish the book yet. Because I pick things shame. up, I put it down. I'll pick something like I have the mind of a squirrel. Oh, look, this new nut. But, you know, new. So acorn. Let me
1: tell you something interesting about that though. So if you listen to him speak, right. Yeah. Jocko will tell you he absolutely reads the book for a bit and he'll highlight some key points that he wants to talk mm-hmm. about and then he'll put the book down. That's what and I do. will read it. Yeah. Uh, I probably have four books right now that I'm reading at the exactly. same time.
0: I can't, I can't stay on one book at a time because my mind just wanders. And so now I have to feed that. You know, yeah. like, oh, I wonder what's in this. But but the whole point behind it is, and this is, that's something where when I read it, I didn't really realize it until I started getting put into situations um, not too long ago, I had a couple guys within our organization. They did something they shouldn't have done. I told their bosses, "I want to see those four guys in my office at such and such time." They got in there and they were thinking I was going to chew them up and down. I and this is like goosebump moment, right? That's what I'm getting right there. <laughs> you can see him. I said to the bo- I said to all four of them. I said, "Guys, I'm sorry. This is my fault." And they all looked at me like stunned, like, whoa, 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 this is not normal. Why is he saying this? And I was like, I obviously did not emphasize enough of how important the details were of what you were supposed to do that it allowed you to think that it didn't have to be taken serious enough. I said, that's my fault. You don't have no reason. And that's what he's telling you in there. He's telling you, listen, if you take ownership over something, you take complete extreme ownership. Yep. it's yours um i we used to have a sergeant major um a long time ago i got in trouble with him for some stuff i, I shouldn't have said some things that i said to, with him but i said you know what it's individual responsibility and he looked at me and he i thought he was gonna like rip my head off um he's like there's no such thing and I and I was offended the entire time, and I'll still tell the story to people and tell me like, what do they think about it? you know? Because it's it's how you create emotion. You know, that's part of right. our new learning style. How do you get emotion for somebody? You get them to feel it, and uh, and I said, you know, what, what, do you think it's you know, is it individual ownership or responsibility, or is it the leader's responsibility? And and I we go through this whole details, you know, and it's really about having all your equipment packed. Uh, the packing list for uh, a particular school that's locally here at Fort Campbell, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> aerosol school. Um, but in the person didn't have like something in it. So they failed the inspection and because I wasn't there to give them that, or I didn't check it maybe, you know, and I didn't think about it that way, you know, and that guy, if he were to listen to this, he'd be like, ah, somebody's getting what I said, you know, the type of attitude, but
1: <laughs> learning has occurred.
0: Learning is. Yeah. That's what, uh, <laughs> uh you know what? I told Mr. Williams I would say this today, too. Um, you ate my Cinnabon. It's um, that, totally off-subject, those listening.
1: <laughs> Are you bothered about that like Cinnabon? It, I well, mean, it was know, Cinnabon, <clears throat> Cinnabon. It wasn't just no cinnamon bun. It was yeah, Cinnabon.
0: Yeah. We're going to get back to this, but this is what I'm going to tell you. is, In my office right now, on the top of my – because i got this desktop there, I have the box – I was supposed to bring it tonight and leave it under the <laughs> leave it under the desk and then pull it out and say, Look what you've done. You know that type of But I forgot it, just like I forgot well, my Start with Why book at the office. I will too. tell you
1: that Sarah and uh, Fermi both told me I eat that and so did the bearded ninja well, uh, told me hey yeah. your buddy he didn't get over here fast enough yeah to go ahead and eat. he told me it was yours. yeah it's horrible now, i had my fingers on it already and he's like hey that's your buddies <laughs> he just didn't get here fast <laughs> enough go ahead and eat it so just so yeah. you know but all, yeah, yeah off you top. know what though so i will so i'm gonna assume some ownership i could have put that down and said yeah. called you and said hey i put my fingers on there yeah. i didn't know it was yours but i'm about to eat it you know, I I, mean, I I own it now. I can take I can take
0: ownership too, you know. Um I didn't go over there. I could have gone over it. No. Actually to tell you the truth, it's funny. It had pecans on it, didn't it?
1: No. No, somebody, there was else ate, somebody else ate the one with pecans on it. Oh, because the picture he sent me had pecans. And yeah, th- I
0: didn't want to go eat it because you know my daughter's allergic to pecans. Yeah, no,
1: the older one I had didn't have pecans well, on it. it well, you should have said
0: yes, and I could say, "Well, thank you for saving my daughter's life." You know that. Like, <laughs> no, because uh, she's allergic to pecans, so I didn't want to eat that. And then come home and have pecan, you know, and oh, then yeah, kiss no. my kid on the cheek and say, "Hey, love you, honey." That type of thing. But now nah, it's just. I just wanted to bring it up because I thought it was funny. But and, we
1: took, we did give an example. I took ownership. Yeah, right? yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, But that's the whole point behind that book, though. It's there's so many small details about ownership. I mean, like pieces here and there that you could just take one chapter at a time. And I think he said that when, uh, when him and Leaf uh, they talk about it a little bit. Um, I think they said that you you don't have to read it in succession. You can no. go to any chapter. Much yeah. like the Tools for Titans, you can go to any chapter and learn something about that. And that's what I love
1: about that book. Um, and I, so I enjoyed the book so much that my wife hated it. Uh, well, she didn't hate it. She just hated me, keep saying, and what role did you play in that? So she would tell me about something, whatever, at work or. In her personal life, and I, and I would say, so what was your role though like where was you, your where would your fault be in that? and uh, so my wife started reading the book so she could have a better understanding of it. Uh, but I definitely uh, yeah, because and it was interesting because we don't want to accept that responsibility no, no. sometimes. We don't want to be, wow, I did mess that up, you know,
0: but have you ever thought of yourself like re- not reflecting but thinking about that in the moment before reading the book?
1: Not no. Yeah. Now I really think about it. Like, Absolutely. Like, I do too. Know, hey, uh, you know, uh, if I go to an appointment and I get there right on time and I wait for 10 minutes, okay, well, what was my role in that? Well, mm-hmm. if I had been 10 minutes prior, like I was supposed to be, then maybe I didn't wait those 10 minutes. So it was Absolutely. my fault. There yeah. was some fault of my own. So it's looking and you have to be honest with yourself.
0: Yeah. And that, and that's the key point that I was getting at. It's like, We didn't think about it before we were influenced by this particular book. And then we, and then, so that book generated listening to the podcast for me, which then generated me describing to you what I had heard. But then I only listened to like, the reason I listened to, so I started off with, my first podcast I was starting to listen to was um, Order of Man. But then he he interviewed Jocko. And that's how I found out about Jocko and the book. And so I got the book. Well, I started researching the book. And then I listened to the podcast. And then I told you about it. Then you told me about, well, you got to check out this episode and that. And I'm like, what, what's he, What? you know, because – Okay, I don't really get into MMA stuff that much, right? He talks about the jujitsu, so some I'd have to say I'll tell you. I mean, I, those are the ones; those are the shows I just don't listen to. I'm not really into that that much. Yeah. I like the idea behind it. I like the technique. I like the defense and all that stuff. And I've even considered taking it jujitsu or whatever it is. I it's just not me. You know what I mean? Like, I I have a different life uh, um, idea on life, but there's that thing about it that kind of makes me curious. But what I'm getting at is. You started talking about like oh he's got this Hal Moore stuff and I was like whoa 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 you said Hal Moore like Hal Moore's one of my heroes you know and then and then we had the Chesty thing I didn't even, I'm a I am ashamed to say I did not know who Chesty Puller was until
1: Jocko mentioned him well uh, the Chesty Puller one was probably where I got hooked and then I listened to the Hanoi Hotel when I can't remember the episode and then so what what Jocko doing to me though is he's hurting me because mckay's doesn't always have the book and and you go look for it. i have chesty puller yep and i have his book that jocko did you get that did you did you you buy that one from amazon i did because you you couldn't find it. yeah Yeah. i do the same thing i have fortunate son about uh his
0: son that one let's just stop right there when you listen to him read that and
1: did you uh did you get emotion at all I didn't because I was riding my bike and I'd have probably crashed. So, <laughs> But I have bought, and speaking of buying, so I recently bought one of the books that he reviews, and I have here in this box oh, what a the second box. copy wow. that I purchased of Jocko's favorite book, and the book, yours got bent a little bit. Uh, it's a book that Jocko absolutely points to on a regular basis. He quotes this book. And he talks about how important it is as a book on leadership. And you can see it is pretty. That is uh, It's pretty beefy. It's not Musashi. But I got you a copy of About Face. Wow, by girl, man. By Colonel David uh, He just talked about this book again on the last episode of Jocko. Yeah, he got folded over in a box. No,
0: so. nah, that's all right, man. No, that's fine. This, Wow, man. This is
1: huge. Yeah. So. Like.
0: Okay, I'm not even like uh, I'm in the uh, the notes part, but let's back it up. So appendix, uh, let's see, right before the right right before the appendix is the last uh, page, eight thirty four, eight hundred and thirty four page. Brother, I will try to get through this as soon as I can, and, uh, but it may be a little while. So he
1: just did an episode about I don't know if you ever heard of S L A Marshall. So S L A Marshall. Is in that book, and David Hackworth talks about S.L.A. Marshall being one of the earliest cases of stolen valor. Very interesting, because he was a general and very influential yeah. in the World Wars, but he made some claims that weren't 100% true, and Jocko kind of talks about it on the latest episode. And uh, who Who's
0: the one that makes the claims?
1: Uh, S.L.A. Marshall. They oh, call okay, him okay. S.L.A.M. Uh, is his little nickname, but... But that about Facebook, I'm looking forward to reading it. I have to get through Masashi first. I'm at 25%. I've been reading it for a month. <laughs> so, really? But because of school, you know, I read for school. And then at night, I like to take my Kindle. And because I have a, I, you probably do have a very busy mind. All the so time. I yeah. will read with my Kindle on my wife's pillow because we don't always go to bed at the same time. And I'll fall asleep and then she'll come in and turn my Kindle off. So that's how I read Musashi is I'll read until I just... Go to sleep. How do you, I mean, let me ask you
0: this then. Do you just, because obviously you're tapping it to move forward. I, so I sleep just, on my
1: side with one arm out and I literally just tap with my finger.
0: Yeah. So do you, but what I'm getting is you just reread that same page again because you don't know yes. where you left. Yeah, yeah. I'm say, cause I'm one of those people, man, like I, I like to, I'll lay on my back and I hold a book or my iPad up and I'll know when it's time to go to bed when I drop that thing on because I'll I'll feel it hit me like yeah.
1: you, you know I'll be like oh I'll be like I'm going to sleep I'm done you know but that is so that's the technique I came up with yeah. I, uh, as as I've gained more responsibility in the military and I've gained rank yeah. um my mind has gotten super restless and I'll be yeah. I'll be worrying about the stupidest things like did those yep. water cans get filled like did this happen? Did that happen? Yeah. So I, I took to reading a Kindle. It's been a couple of years now when yeah. I go to bed. And if I don't have my Kindle, my wife will put, she'll upload a book on her Kindle for me. Like if we go on a trip or something. Right. And uh, yeah, no, we, she knows I will not go to sleep without it. now.
0: And you know, the thing is too, though, it's, one of those things too, when, when you become increased, with increased responsibility comes
1: less time for you. So you have to find those times to read. Oh, yeah. It's critical to balance Man. what you like to do. Your recreation yeah. must be balanced. Yeah. Because your life's not going to be balanced. You have to balance. So it's, and, and I've heard this before, you have to be able to balance your professional world. Right. You have to be able to balance that family world, which is a little more complicated for you because I have adults, not children. It's yeah. just my wife and I. I have children. And a puppy. <laughs> And then you still have to find time for, where's Brian's time? Uh, and then the suicide, we talked about the darkness getting you and mm-hmm. That's where that balance is mm-hmm. off. You know, yep. we talked about balance in the suicide episode. You have to have yeah. your time. You now, my time, I like to go to the gym very early in the morning. Weiss in bed doesn't affect her, but you still need that recreation. What makes yeah. you, Absolutely. you know, I like to come to your office. And even though you don't always listen, I can talk, and I feel like you're listening, (laughs) and I know you're busy, so it's an understanding Uh, thing. But it's just the idea behind it, getting a different uh, scenery and stuff. So yeah, Yeah. no,
0: it's funny you say that. Like when you just said, um, I know you don't always listen. So recently, because I watched another one of Simon's. So we talk about Simon before we go any further, though. (laughs) Thank you very much for this Hackworth thing, Um, this Hackworth book. I actually have his other book. Steal, uh, steal uh, my, steal my soldiers' heart. hearts. Yeah, I have that as well. I have that one. I found it at McKay's.
1: I did too. I got, it. <laughs> I got, got it. Got it for McKay's. like five bucks. I um, looked it for about face. At oh, every McKay's time, every time I go. And I and yeah. I've looked. I was like, oh, maybe it's in biography. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. Yeah, it's would. not there. And yeah. I but it wasn't super expensive on Amazon. I was like. I need mm-hmm. two copies of this. I yeah. also sold some things recently. And <laughs> you came sold a lot of stuff recently. Yeah.
0: No, but this is this is one of those ones that's on my list, you know, because I have the list of Amazon books that I want to buy. That I, Normally what I'll do is I'll pull that list up when I'm at McKay's um, and see if I can find that particular book so I can cross it off my list. I'll but, have to show
1: you my app I use. It has a wish list. And you can actually, if you see it like, so I' say you see it at Bam, Bam, Books A Million. You can scan it. And add it to your wish list. Then when you go to McKay's, you can look for it. So yeah, huh. it makes it a little bit easier. And, and it also scan and keep your library. So I know what books I have at home because my book, my library got so large that I, I actually bought a few books twice. And what I did is gave them to Shumney because mm-hmm. he likes military history. Yeah. I just gave, yeah. they were McKay books, right? Yeah. So two, $3 and I just gave them to him. But then what I like is then I see them in his office and it's all dog eared up and the pages are folded back. And it's like, so he's using it. So it's worth my $3 to give that's a, to that's somebody. A,
0: that's that idea about giving somebody a book, though. You, know? yeah. you can give a lot of things to people. But <clears throat> when you think about it, let's go back to um, just the idea of what Abraham Lincoln had said. It's that quantity we talked about and then taste. So you giving me this particular book, it's going to help open my mind to a lot of different things. I give you that uh, that Armstrong book. It's gonna open your mind to something that you hadn't read about yet. You know what yeah. I mean? You hadn't read that
1: yet, Um, right? Does he talk about Cheryl Crow in it? No, this okay. is before Cheryl. All right, um, but no, I have not read it, and yeah. I'm actually very mm-hmm. interested in when you. It's a short about
0: read, man. It's a short read. It's I, not. It's not big at all. Like I, I you'll be able to read that three times by the time I could read this freaking <laughs> book. This thing is a
1: like. Well, you get a head start because I'm reading Masashi. So
0: yeah, you don't want to throw this at somebody. You can knock them out. Okay. Yeah, good thing I didn't get the hardback. <laughs> yeah. But that's the whole point behind it, though. Like giving that gift of a book to someone to read, or receiving a book to read. Uh, that's imp- I think that's important. I think it's an influence
1: that we don't. I don't think that we um, we do enough of. So people. I'm going to talk about an organization real quick. I did a thing for them. We like to cycle, right? Yes. So there's an organization in Nashville called Ride for Reading, and it's for kids. But what they do is they get donated books, and they go to um, middle to lower income areas in the city, and they deliver books to schools, and they make the kids take this pledge. And I don't remember the whole pledge, but they make the kids give this pledge before they get their books. And part of the pledge is that I will read my book at least two times, Mm -hmm. and I will find somebody else who wants my book. I will not throw my book away. That's as awesome. That's part of the pledge. And then what they mm. do. So if you get a chance to do it, I know I'm leaving. I recommend in the spring you start looking into it. Yeah. I think you would like it. You ride to the school and, and a bike on your bike, right? And a big group. It was about 20 or 30. Yeah, you like backpacks for the books or something? Full of books. Some people had trailers. One woman had a um, cockatoo, the bird, in a yeah. cage. And then she had books strapped to the cage, and she wrote, and the kids loved that. Wow. And then you get the opportunity. The Nashville Library brings books, large books, and they say, okay, who wants to have a story read to them? Or who wants to read a story to one of the volunteers? And you get a kid or two, and you can Hmm. read Green Eggs and Ham or something like that to the kid. Or you can have them read to you, so it's some interaction in the community, showing your face, showing these kids somebody cares. And it's getting kids to read and not play on their stinking phones. Is this a
0: um, is this just a local organization or a national? It's one? a local thing. I
1: was trying to get it brought up here through another organization, Team RWB. Yeah. I was not successful because my timeline was so minimal. Yeah, I do have the girls' card that runs it. Yeah, it it was fun. I, now I will tell you if you take your bike because you don't have a cheap bike. Yeah, change yeah. your bike up because some kids will get on your bike and take off. Yeah, mine yeah, was yeah. too tall for them. Yeah, but it's just—I mean, it was a nice thing. And you ride—I think we rode like five miles to the school. Yeah, five miles back. Uh, the minor league baseball team mascot rode an automated bike, one of those powered bikes. Yeah, yeah. He rode to the school with us and delivered books and the police were involved and they came and handed out books. Mm-hmm. Just a good thing to give back to your community and encourage reading because we're talking about how important reading is and how important it's been to us. Yeah. Like that's only, we've only talked about a few books. There's so many more.
0: Oh, uh, it's tons. I mean, and we mentioned a bunch of like honorable mention type books type yeah. situation, mm-hmm. but that's the whole thing though. It's like, you can learn so much from so many books and there's so much to influence upon that. Like what I brought up about earlier, about finding that extreme ownership and something. Well, you never thought about that until you read that book. And now when you're when you're in the situation, now your mind reflects on it and you may change your attitude. Yeah. It may be for the better, you know, of the organization yourself or whatever. But that's the whole point behind. I mean, reading I mean what was that I was saying? Reading is fundamental. Reading is
1: fundamental. I mean, I mean, I, I learned to be a leader. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. I learned to be a read. Uh, Learn to be a leader from the three meter zone. Yeah. And I've had first sons be like, "What is this?" And I'd give it to him. And that first son said, "I'll buy you another one. This one's mine. I've already started marking it up." Oh But yeah. that, how good do you feel? I'm a junior you leader. You pass something. Along. And here's my boss's mm-hmm. boss's boss yeah. going, "Yeah, I'm keeping this, but I will buy you another one." But I had to take notes in it because it was that powerful to me. Yeah. So now I just influence, not a subordinate, mm-hmm. I just influence a senior. So. Yep. Lifelong learning. You oh. brought it up how many times already? Yeah. And by the way, his name is uh, Alton Wright. He was my first sergeant. He's a sergeant major now. Yeah. He definitely took my book, though. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll see. So you can get that book back now. Yeah. <clears throat> I still talking me- to
0: him. Well, it makes me wonder if he still has it, too. That, I know? bet he does.
1: Yeah. that's Right but, next to his manual of, uh, what's it, the manual of courts, the court martial manual? Yeah. He's probably got right yeah. next to that because that always sat on his desk, too. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> so I would tell you, um, those people listen, you know, like that's the whole point. of the, 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 the reason today's show is really to discuss some books. I mean, we're really gone. Goodness, we've gone an hour and a half. Did you know that? Yes. It's past your bedtime, buddy.
1: Yes. Uh, yeah. Very. I hope my wife didn't leave me.
0: She probably she did. Pro- yeah, because he ate over, Him and his wife ate over tonight. The so then we came upstairs just to record and, yeah. But. The whole, you know, the whole point of the show was to kind of record something about books and how important it is, and then to try to pass a little something on. Every book that we talked about today, I'll make sure it's in the show notes, so you have the actual title and try to put the authors and whatnot. Uh, addition, we mentioned, uh, we mentioned the the writing one. What was that again? Uh, I'm sorry. The ride for reading. Ride for reading. I'll add that to the. You know, I'll try to find yeah. out more information on that and put that in there. But the idea is for you to reach out, reach out to somebody. Uh, Go to your local bookstore. Go to your library. I mean, just get something good and then read it and then pass it on to somebody else and maybe share that. Have a conversation with them. That's what's important because these books, they I, mean, I mean, they're only good as good as somebody who reads them and puts them to an effect. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, this book I got right here in my hand. It's a big, thick book. I could just use it as a paperweight. But yep. unless I actually read it and try to use some of the information in it, it does nothing for me, whatsoever. I'll know. I'll know if
1: you don't read it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good. But you're right. You yeah. gotta have some. I mean, for me, I have books that are for school. That yeah. Is for research, for writing papers, right. doing thesis, whatever. I I, <coughs> I have books that are meant for that. And then mm-hmm. I have books there for my entertainment. Well, some of them cross over. I'm telling you, we were soldiers. Excellent book. Didn't make the list. Very close. First cab. Yeah. But so there's some books that are just. And then sometimes mm-hmm. I just see a book and go, wow be you know it's be interesting. i'm reading one now it's uh blundering the glory it's about napoleon right and i'm reading it for school but man i'm enjoying it i am enjoying it i'm like wow i did not know this because that wasn't mm-hmm. a period that interests me so you can accidentally learn and uh there's nothing wrong with accidentally learning something
0: no no and that's and that's the best part about it you know um but anyways i guess we should start wrapping this up yeah. a little bit um so there's multiple books we mentioned today, uh, just look out for those. Uh, go to you know go to Amazon or anywhere you probably can find most of them on Amazon. But um, just you know grab a book, read it, share it with somebody else. And you know if anything, if you have children, get a book, read it to your children because they say parents who read to their children, their children tend to uh, pick up reading faster.
1: Or, or let them read. And yeah, when they're or, starting out, my dad used to uh, instead of tucking me in and reading me a story. He used to lay down and make me read him a story and then we switch places I go to bed. Yeah. And um like, yeah. so here I am in my mid to late 40s and I remember those moments though yeah. of reading to my father and it helped me learn to read. So Now you read to important. your dog and put her I to sleep. I do read to the general.
0: She reads nothing back.
1: She has <laughs> not yet. She yeah. will, woo, but she has yeah. not.
0: But yeah, so uh we want to thank you for listening today. We've uh, we took this a little longer like one of our, our first original podcasts. um but I would tell you just, you know, hey, read, uh, find a good book. If you have suggestions of a good book, find our Facebook page, oh, I like that. join our Facebook page, recommend it, but give us an idea of what we're looking at, you know, because, you know, that's the whole point about sharing a book. I like to hand it to somebody say, hey, you might really like this because X, Y, and Z, you know, so when you share that on the Facebook page, tell us. Well, why is it that you liked it so much and why you want to share it? That To me, that's key. That's important. Um, I
1: like that idea. I do.
0: Yeah. So uh, once again, thank you much for listening to the show. Uh, this is the Instinctive Influencers Podcast. I can't speak today.
1: I kept you up too late.
0: Uh, yeah, this is Brian.
1: And I am Ed.
0: And we thank you very much. Have a good night.